Welcome to the Bad Cody Funky issue number 40, everyone, where we're talking about the Oscars. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, we have a few news items to get out of the way. The first one we're taking a swing at this week is the Ghostbusters trailer. Casey ain't afraid of no ghosts. I, well, I, I am certainly afraid of not the ghosts in this movie, but uh, every goddamn thing else. <laughs> to oh be God, fair, to be fair, like Serge and I were talking about for a bit, it was good up until a point. The special effects no, I, did yeah, look I okay. Really liked it. Yeah, I really liked what I saw, at least at the start. I, what, what do you go? Did you guys you know what you, mean about it? You know it? why you like what you saw? Because you saw it twice. Because it's just the first Ghostbusters movie. Is it really? I thought I kind of got like a sense that it was trying to recapture the tone of it, kind of like it's how the like same uh, thing. It starts in the same way: three scientists in a library with a ghost, and they end up slimed. It's the same fucking but movie. I, I, feel, I feel like that that their their whole thing is they're like geeking out to the original Ghostbusters that because it's kind of going with the with a sequel kind of a, a theme where it, where that happened before still happened and this is just like a team that's kind of in, was inspired by them. See, that's what I'm go that's up. what I'm super confused about is because it's been marketed thus far and everyone's been saying it's a reboot, it's a reboot, it's a reboot, and that's why I'm hesitant about it. Is like I don't now it's a sequel. Yeah, it's like I don't want a reboot. I want to see. And we talked about this at length to the point where it got dangerously sexist, our conversations. But um, my whole gripe with it was just like, I don't want a reboot. I want to see Venkman. And I want to see, like, you know, I want to see Stance. And obviously, I'm not going to see Egon, unfortunately. But I want to see all those guys as their characters. And I don't want that to not be able to be possible because of a reboot. Because if it's a reboot, well, then they and, never and happened. Think- and I think that they that, that could happen now. It could. It still could, I think, yes. I mean, yeah, it could possibly be a reboot. It might be a sequel. But, I mean, for what it's worth, it did look kind of cool. It did kind of capture that same Ghostbusters feel. Like they, we saw Ecto-1, you know. We saw, we saw Slimer. We saw Slimer, which that's where I think it should have, like, we should not have seen that. Like, that's to a point mm. where once they put on, like, Serge and I said, once they put on, like, the uniforms... And they start saying go or out, you know, when they said let's go, the it should have ended right there. That's where the trailer should have ended. We should not have seen like Slimer. We shouldn't have seen them like that. What's Melissa McCarthy's character gets possessed by a ghost, you know, and the whole like that whole thing. Like that should not have been there at all. There was no reason for it. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they could have cut it off where they introduce all the different characters. Oh, you're good at, you're good at this, you're good at that. Mm-hmm. I know how to talk to New York and then, oh, we got a car and then you see the car <laughs> and you see them like burst away and then boom, Ghostbusters coming soon. But it's like, they needed to show more of the trailer. Oh my God, these ghosts can take over people. Like we saw the movie, we basically saw the movie right yeah, there in like those two minutes. Yeah, it's kind of so it's kind of like the whole Batman versus Superman trailer issue, where it's just like here's all the surprises. Yeah, and like the other thing is, um, I like who they chose for the ca- for the cast for the Ghostbusters. I really do. The reason why is because most of them, three of them actually, are SNL alum. You know, it goes back to the roots of Ghostbusters, SNL alum. You know, we had Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. You know, so that's like that was the root roots of Ghostbusters and the people they picked all four actresses look like 
re- I mean, they look like actors, but they look like regular people. They don't have like supermodels mm-hmm. being the Ghostbusters. Yeah, they, don't they have, look like very real. Yeah, they yeah. don't have Megan Fox or Mid Riff and her boobs hanging out in her eyes. You know, <laughs> do you want me to Megan bust? Fox. Do you want me to bust these ghosts for you? Oh God, no! It's, oh no! It's it's just and they were pretty. They were busting they were certainly makes me feel good. Yeah, it's just like regular yeah. people watching it, and that's why I like it. About that's it. It's terrible. Just, and, and, and they were kind of like losers within their own universe, which was kind of even more relatable. It was kind of like that old, yeah. the, old the old action movie thing where it's like, uh, I, th- I know Max Landis made this video. It was talked about like what what killed the the vulnerable action hero. And, and and I feel like these these characters are vulnerable action heroes. It's it's what, what we've been missing in a lot of movies these days. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm not. No? Well, why not? I just, uh, I'm just over it. I'm, I'm, I saw this trailer and I'm just so disheartened. This movie could have been, it really could have been a swing and an attempt at something good. Like, if you guys ever take a shot at the, the Ghostbusters game, it's like. What I really wish it was based off of, which would have been nice, was, um, I really, you guys ever watch Extreme Ghostbusters back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I really wish it would have been, where it's this extreme Ghostbusters. It's the Ghostbusters again, but it's like a sequel to like part two. It's like the Ghostbusters in this new world, but they need like stronger proton packs and all that stuff. Like for instance, um, and Egon's blonde. Yeah, like Egon's in it. And what I liked about <laughs> it's it, it's weird. Well, he, well, he was, was blonde, blonde in the, cartoon. In the original cartoon too. Yeah, he was blonde in the cartoon. Wait. Yeah, in the yeah. real. There co- were two. Wait, there were two cartoons, right? Yeah, yeah. There was uh, the one before what Dave was. So it was all one big continuity. Yeah. You had the was it the real Ghostbusters is what the cartoon was called, um, and it was essentially the movie. But like you know, everyone looks slightly different just because I think they couldn't get like you know licensing for looks or something like that. Uh, but it's essentially all the same characters, all the personalities that was there. And fun fact for you, Casey, in case you didn't know it, which I'm sure you did, or anyone else. The voice of... Um, oh, I was just going to say this! Yeah, yeah, so you know. So, the voice of Peter Venkman was actually the same guy. I can't remember his name, but he did the voice Loren- of... Lor- Lorenzo Music. Yeah, who did the voice of, of Garfield. For those of you who don't know in the Garfield cartoon. Ah, Bill Garfield Murray did the voice of Garfield in the Garfield movies. So, it's a little, little swip- switchy, swatchy... Timey wimey swapping around for you. Little fun fact for the trivia for those people who don't know. Um, always, always nice to to see that kind of cyclical cyclical thing showing up. You know what I mean? And also the Ghostbuster. Kind of going back to what Casey was saying too. The Ghostbusters game was fucking awesome. It was so good, and you know what so it was? Good. It was like the original treatment for Dan Aykroyd's Ghostbusters Three. Yeah, and actually, well, it's because Dan Aykroyd and Hal Ramis wrote the script for the game. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's fucking great. Like that was that's that's my Ghostbusters sequel right there. Go out and play the game, and if you don't want to play that game, play Lego Dimensions, which has a rad Ghostbusters level in it. Oh, is that any good? That game? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It, well, it's it's cool just in concept alone. Sure, but just just to see a Lego Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, that's worth the price of admission. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I know it's my turn for my segment, but I don't want to talk about my segment. I'm very bitter about it. Wah, wah. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. It's, do it. Uh, you talk about it. <sighs> Uncharted do it. Four do it. has yeah. been delayed. Do it. Come on, let's do it. Something to talk about. Do it. Yet again. I don't know what I'm more annoyed with: the fact that Uncharted 
four has gotten delayed about three or four times, or Dave's Arnold. <laughs> uh, kind of You're on the not sending me to the cooler. So bad. You can inject him. I feel like we just lost Stay a couple. Cool. Inject him, not inject I think him. we just lost a couple <laughs> viewers for from that. <laughs> no. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, no, it's been on. It's been delayed until May. It's only a couple weeks difference now. And what's super annoying about it is that it's not to polish the game in any way, shape, or form. It's so that the it's it's for manufacturing and distribution. So what? yeah, so the game is actually going to be done by the time they just want to make sure that everyone gets it at roughly the same time. Watch it have because feelings. <laughs> um, I'm really annoyed because I've been looking forward to that since it was supposed to be out last year. Wait, so who's in charge of their marketing department? This seems like a really like, big fumble on their part. Not they fumbled a the lot on this game. If, if you think about it now, they stole some art from Assassin's Creed. Oh, They've yeah. They've <laughs> been really... So, like, if a game is is delayed, it's like... It is what it is, and it sucks. But it's usually... They usually have the tagline where, we're just making it a better experience for you. So, like, <laughs> Arkham. any of the, All the Arkham games were delayed. Like, all of them. But they were fine because they came out really well at the end. Sure, Arkham Knight had some bugs towards the end and never really came out on PC. But sure, nobody cared about Arkham Origins, but... Yeah. I think that was actually <laughs> the only one that wasn't delayed. <laughs> different different studio, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, WB Montreal, I want to say. There you go. Um, yeah, I liked Arkham Origins, though. It was, it, it was good. good. It was good. Really good. It was all right. If, if... Think, was that the one with Deathstroke as a boss battle? Or it, was mm. like a, it was all like... Really, really, it was really rough. Uh, yeah. So that was one where it was like a quick time event where you're fighting dice stroke. Yeah. 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 Um, it was. So if you play them in order in which they're supposed to be, they get progressively better. Because I think Arkham Origins was a good game, but you could tell that it wasn't the original studio of Rocksteady that had done it. And just kind of rehashed yeah. it. There. It just yeah, felt right, yeah. like so. Like it's kind of like if you look at like the Mona Lisa and you look at like a a rendition of it and it looks so accurate but like the smile is just different and her eyes are also, looking the other way also it's tiny the mona lisa is a lot smaller than you think it is yeah <laughs> no, but i mean like really it, it, getting off the beaten bad there let's take that metaphor let's put some facts to that and completely go off the beaten path there <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much what that arkham origins was for me though it was a, a nice attempt but ultimately and it was it's a solid game don't get me wrong it was. but it wasn't as good as arkham city and, and that's the funny thing, too. I wasn't expecting it to be that good because, you know, we're huge Batman fans, yeah. all of us here at BCF. And yeah. uh, and we've all played the Arkham games, and we love yeah. them. Like, the, the production quality, the, the score. And the then fighting this, style. The fighting style. Oh, my God. It's revolution. I would have liked to have less Batmobile in the last game. I mean, it's good, but less Batmobile. Sure. That's a whole you, other you, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole other different uh, yeah. podcast yeah. that we already talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go listen to it. Not right now. Not right now. But not right now. It. You're here right now. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. One, yeah. On iTunes, on SoundCloud, and back slash podcast. That plug. Hooray. That plug. Good plug. Woo. Yeah, I have to say, like, Uncharted 4 is probably going to be the first, like, Uncharted game I'm going to play. Um, yeah. Because it's still, like, that's back in the dark time I didn't play video games. And it's like, I was talking about Serge about this earlier. It's like, I made a promise to myself to not buy a game until I have beaten the one I currently am playing. That's a terrible promise. Why would you ever do that? I have not been keeping up with that promise at all. Because I've done it with almost every other... Prior to like 360 and PS3, like before... Because that's the dark time. um, With like PlayStation, with PlayStation 2, with my original Xbox, with like my Sega Genesis. It was like... 
I would do the same thing. It's like I would buy a game or get a game get a game before I even beat the game I currently have. And I was like, nope, Weird. I'm not doing this. A new generation, so Steam. new me. This it is it, Steam. and I will do it. Steam killed commitment. It was <laughs> I have all the Steam sales. Yeah, I have commitment issues. I'll admit it. You know, I can't. I you know, <laughs> I see a pepperoni pizza. I'm gonna eat it. I'm on a diet, but it's gonna happen. You know. But if if you can get if you can get like a, a package of like thirty pizzas for the price of of one, then you might not be as inclined to eat the pizza right away. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd be inclined <laughs> to even eat the pizza because thirty pizzas for the price of one. There's something wrong with that pizza. It is, but hey, tell it to Steam. Yeah, it's, that's like, <laughs> I mean, pizza and games are two different, they're the same, but they're not. Like, <laughs> I know, it's a bad analogy. Yeah, like, you're talking to a fat kid here, you know? It's like, you can you can put them in the same realm, but at the same time, you kind of can't. You know, it's like hardcore per- porn versus softcore porn. They're kind of in the same realm, but they're not, you know? So it's, yeah. And we've lost I've, viewers. I forgot and, what we were talking about. And then gained some. Well, Uncharted 4, the... it's delayed. We're all sad because Uncharted rules, and we thought it was going to be a trilogy for a while, but it's totally not, and we want Fantastic. more. If you were to half listen to what we were just talking about, you would have probably heard something more along the lines of, there's going to be a hardcore porn based on Uncharted 4, uh, <laughs> but it might be softcore, and there's pepperoni pizza somewhere. That's what, that's what I heard. No one was drawing that conclusion at all <laughs> no. until this moment in time. <laughs> so it's gonna be. It won't be called Uncharted Four. It'll be called like Unshaven Four. So it's really about like chicks that don't wax and they're like super. I've gone off oh topic. Never mind. Okay. Well. Next. Start. Next. Speaking next topic. Next topic. Of, speaking of different topics. Yeah. Also, this week <laughs> looks like Gambit might not see the light of day. Again, Fox has removed it from the upcoming movie schedule from its October 7th release date and replaced it with two new slots. Um, So we don't know what they're going to be yet, but it's been theorized that one of them might be X-Force and the other could be Deadpool 2. (laughs) Notice that neither of those movies are Gambit. So what do you guys think? The end for Gambit? Crickets, crickets. Probably. Crickets, crickets. I I think (laughs) no one is surprised because the last I heard it was actually canceled. Who cares? Well, it was like it, w- it was canceled, then it wasn't, and Channing Tatum wasn't going to be Gambit anymore, then he was, then they lost their director, and they haven't even gotten their uh, their newest director um, up uh, up up in up ready the uh, the readying the movie. Who is it? What, what was his name? Um, uh, I think um, that guy that did that thing, Doug Doug Gleeman. I don't know. He, no, I don't care. Edge of Tomorrow, right? <laughs> Aduken? Yeah, he. Uh, Aduken. Yeah. Aduken. No, like, so he's not. He's not even like officially signed on to the movie yet. So I don't know. There's like a couple things that are going on here because Deadpool just gave them a lot more faith in their properties because they they tried with Wolverine to have solo movies and those would sell on name alone. But but um, they, I feel like they they botched up a lot of stuff in it and then and then they weren't really feeling um, comfortable selling other characters. But now Deadpool has completely changed it. So why not have Gambit? It seems weird to me that after the success of Deadpool, they they, they remove Gambit. It, it, you know? Well, I think it's one of those things where I don't think uh, Fox actually knows what they did with, with Deadpool. Like, we all know it as fans. We all know that it was an accurate representation of the character that we love. With, it's made a ton of money, too. Yeah, well, with... It's, out, it's outclassed everything. Right, but that, and that's why, is because we're all like, oh, this is like the comics. Sure, they changed a couple of things, but none of it was integral to the character. Yeah, nothing substantial. Right. They, they, they even added 
insubstantial things that are true to his character just for the sake of having it in there. I mean, I wouldn't right. mind them changing up some stuff about Gambit's backstory. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, it, it, I think Gambit works well when you really don't know his backstory. Here's an idea about Gambit. Stop putting him in stuff because he's awful. No, he's a great character, but he needs to have that mystery to him. He, he ruined not... my favorite X-Man for life. It's something that can't be forgiven. What did whoa, he do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, explain. Back, back up, Casey. Lay on the couch. Dated, Tell me what he did he, in your childhood. He, he completely made Rogue's character all about him. That's a problem for me, because I like Rogue a whole lot. <laughs> I liked Rogue before like, Gambit was even chemistry. a thing. Yeah, a chemistry of date rape. <laughs> His mu- he has the so mutant saying- power of he has the mutant power of being charming. It's not just no, wait, it's not just he's charming. He has he the be- power to be extra charming. Well, wait, I don't understand. But how he can he use it? How can he? Time. How can he date rape Rogue if like if he touches her in any way, shape, or form, he's like losing and then she his gets shit. His power. This guy has a habit of willingly knocking himself unconscious just so he could kiss this girl. Well, that's his fault. There's now, isn't something it? wrong <laughs> there. You know, cares so much, Casey. You just, you just, you just don't get it. Yeah, you're missing the point, man. You're bitter. <laughs> I'm missing you're the bitter. point of Gambit. What kind of, what kind of spy and thief wears bright pink and blue body armor? Okay, but what, 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 what secret organization wears bright yellow? Like that's true. The X Men don't operate in secret. Okay, well, well then why do they wear masks? Before they went public. Because they're idiots. <laughs> because they're idiots. They're just dumb. <laughs> That's a better explanation than them trying to be secret. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the X-Men You're too bitter, Casey. You're too bitter. Let it go, man. <laughs> I've, let it go, Casey. I've always go. hated Gambit. Han Solo is dead, Greg. Let, let it go. go. It happened, all right? I'm not let even talking go. right now. How did this let come back to you? Why are you targeting Greg? Because I know he's from? thinking it. Let it go. No, no one is safe. It happened. It happened, all right? Let it go, man. No one's safe. We're too bitter. Now do Amber. Amber, um... Nico's still not an Avenger. Um, Nobody what? continues what? to you're, care. You're uh, too blonde. I don't know. Like I can't. Not, you're not even blonde. I'm not e- but sh- I'm not even. She's not. not e- okay. But- Let's move on. Anyway, right. anyway, so I just, I, I think, I, I actually am holding out hope that one of the unannounced dates is is Gambit, because I think it just makes sense, I mean, that, to move the date. I mean, the movie isn't, is nowhere near ready to be in production, so, like, why why would they have it keep its release date of this year in, like, yeah. <laughs> seven months? <laughs> it's it, it's ridiculous. So there's, there's no way it could, it could meet that deadline. So it, even if, no matter what, it would, even if it was in production still, it would need to be moved. So I don't think there's any reason to assume that it, it is, is canceled, but that's just me. Yeah, and if they if it does come out, I, I hope they go more along the lines of the uh, Ultimate X Men uh, standalone story arc for Gambit because that was really cool. It was grounded. It kind of gave you a good uh, understanding he's of the wep- character. He's Weapon X in Ultimates, isn't he? So the first time you meet him uh, is actually. It's a standalone story because uh, Professor X is using Cerebro to look for mutants and he finds Gambit. And he happens to be like, like almost like he's just watching this whole thing break down and, and unfold. But I don't remember if he was in Weapon X later on because that, that was after his arc. I really liked it. And then it kind of just fizzled out. So I stopped reading it after that. Uh, but it was really cool. That was as the one good a where reason he... as any to stop reading Ultimate X-Men. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just so good. It was just like the rest of this is crap. Um, but it's, it's the one where he grabs onto a guy's jaw and turns that into an explosive. Jesus. Yeah, it's wow, really fucking cool. That's pretty. I thought he couldn't do that to organic yeah. things. Welcome to Ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. Where there's no that. holes barred and people stay dead. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there that, was one really cool thing I saw fantastic. during the, uh. 
during the uh, Curse of the Mutants arc, uh, where Gambit was... Because apparently it only counts with living things. So vampires aren't alive. So he was, like, touching vampires and making them explode. Ooh. It was nuts. He may have gotten that ability from being a horseman of Apocalypse that one time. Maybe. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Listen, Gambit does some cool stuff. I just want him to stay away from the rest of the X-Men and Rogue. Sure. Yeah. I've seen that guy charge <laughs> pocket change and blow up some guy. That shit is I cool I as like hell. Gambit. I mean, he did so much to help X-23 and, like, get over so much of her depression. So, so I mean, you have to love So, him. theoretically, he can, like, spooge in his hand and fling it at someone fully charged and, like, make them explode. Okay, next topic. Next, is, there, next topic. is there a next topic? Next topic? Wow. You all asked for it. Yeah. You, you went on way too long at that topic. You, you asked know, for I, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Uh, like, no. once you said we can do it to organic, it was the first thing I thought of. So it's your fault. You guys brought it up. See, you did this to yourself. You see, it's like the wish mask. You have to be very careful what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Dave is a living monkey's paw. We just had to put up with him for 40 times instead of five. <laughs> Yay! I'll grant your wish, but you may not be the one you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is it, did anything else come up, or is this? Can I cue up the music? Yeah, there's one. Yeah, you know, there's there's one more okay. thing, Sergio. <laughs> Maybe. Serge. Possibly. It's all you, Sergio. buddy. Sergio. Okay, screw it. This, this is why we have. Is getting renewed for a fourth season. <laughs> And we're all overjoyed. I'm actually pretty excited for it because season three was top tier. Oh sure. Uh, what do you guys all think? I mean, I haven't. Uh, it just came back, so I haven't watched the newest one yet. But yeah, like it, we really saw the um, the show just take a like a different form with the whole Simmons getting stranded on that that planet. No, yeah. It went from from being a I guess a CSI superhero to I mean more not even CSI it was almost kind of like what would you describe the first two seasons of Agents of Shield as Well, the second season wasn't too bad. The first one was absolute garbage. Yeah, and and it, and it was bad because like uh, at that time like people were so excited um, to meet the cast at New York Comic Con. Yeah, and when we went, like there's this huge line, and I'm like. Why this show's for muggles? Because it's like you know, like in the beginning, we all know they were setting up the characters. Well, we know now they're just setting up the characters for what was to come. But they didn't mm-hmm. have to do it like that. The typical, yeah. hey, we got the, the the jock guy, and he, you know, we had the two nerd scientists who were just really nerdy, and then we have the the, the stoic Asian lady who knows martial arts, which is like is kind of racist. And then uh, <laughs> and we have Agent Coulson in there because without that, doesn't really people really care because uh, he can't forget that sexy yeah. hacker girl that yeah, brings the team together. Yeah. Hacktivist, and yeah, God, I hate that. Hacktivist. I hate that phrase so much. Hacktivist, hacktivist, some old, out of the truck, some old yeah. corporate Hollywood person was like, "Oh my God, I find the perfect, oh my God, you guys!" And he he went over to like like I, I want to say a chalkboard, not even like a whiteboard, like a chalkboard, and wrote the word hacktivist and then underlined it, and then he turned around and he was like hacktivist and then everybody <laughs> applauded and then he jerked himself off with like a hundred dollar bill oh <laughs> you can do that no but like <laughs> i think, oh I my think God. the main problem i have I'm with out. the first season is that the entire first two-thirds 
we're trying to just to build up your trust of Agent Ward so that his betrayal during the last arc when it crosses over with um, with Captain America um, Winter Soldier comes as such a surprise. And, and I think that like that, that work, it worked if you watch the entire thing, but I think Ward just works so much better as a villain. Honestly, like with everything I've seen in season three, with the exception uh, of uh, of some moments in season two, it really didn't feel like his his relationship to the other characters was anything more than a, oh I hate you even more because of this reason. He's just a pretty horrible person. I on think his own. I think you're giving that show too much credit. I think the way it was in the beginning is how it was going to be made for muggles and they're like oh crap people don't like this uh Agent Ward's a bad guy Hill Hydra yeah <laughs> save that's us good. Russo brothers yeah, save us this is really good now it's what you meant to do all along I don't give it that much credit this is what they had planned all along yeah. I really don't in the words of my best buddy Mike he was the one that said like the only reason why he would ever watch Agent Shields or why he was watching it was for Agent Coulson because he really liked that character. Exactly, and even he, he, he was actually done really and well. even he was not strong enough to save the show to have he them watch wasn't. it even more. Well, the problem was the there was just a huge disparity in acting talent. Like you had some characters that were amazing, then like you, then you and, and then they weren't even like consistent characters. Like that one guy, what was his name? Scorch. Mm. Um, he was he was an amazing actor, <laughs> and, and but then uh, the lady in that uh, in the flower dress, like she really she was like, really iffy. And um and yeah and no, then she and they then all sucked. She's they all sucked. Like Scorch, <laughs> I hated Scorch, especially when he like learned that fucking power and like that he can set shit on fire. And he like walks out the really? window. This is an origin story. And he jumps out. I turn the TV off. I'm like, this you know what? Origin story. story. Fuck this shit. I need to have a shot because this is horrible. And the lady <laughs> in, the, in the flower dress. It's like it felt like Joss was, Whedon yeah. when he was trying to do was trying to like take Firefly. And put it into Marvel and said, told someone well, to run with Firefly it. Firefly is great. No, no, no. Listen, Firefly listen. is no, no. no. I'm, I'm saying it is. Firefly is great. I like Firefly myself. I disagree. But well, what I'm saying, you, what, what I'm saying is, he took the characters from Firefly, every single one of those archetypes, okay, and then put it into that because that's what he had. You know what I mean? Like for instance, Agent Coulson's Hal. He's straight up Hal. That exact is exactly who he is. And if you look at all the characters, and they are they fit characters from fucking Firefly. That's who they are. And yeah, I guess. And he just but... let someone else run with it. Like I think he just thought up the idea and said, "All right, Wait, who's Jane? Which one's Jane?" I think we're still giving that show way too much credit. (laughs) Stop trying to make it cooler than it is that it's almost Firefly with superheroes. Point is, season three is really good. We're only halfway through it, and Ward is a zombie, and I can't wait to see what's going on. Stop trying to make Firefly as cool as it is. (laughs) It's not. You know, there's a controversial opinion. There's a reason that show is only eight episodes in a movie. (laughs) Exactly. And would let your hatred flow through you. No, wasn't it? They, wait, they wasn't it two movies? Because there was Serenity and something else, right? No, I think no, it was just no, Serenity. no. It was just it was just they, were, they made a comic series that, that followed. Oh, the okay. I thought there was two. Like there was one called Preacher that followed the Preacher, and then there was one that followed the team in between. And, and, oh. But anyway, point is, I'm I I really like that they that they're actually no. And going back to Agents of Shield, I really like that they are no longer afraid of bringing in like named characters into this universe. Because like before, the most we got was Absorbing Man, and that was like That's, that was a when I was watching Gravi- Graviton was there at the beginning. Like when I was oh, watching yeah, it originally, he, like yeah. um. I kind of figured it, it did feel have that feel weird feeling like they're they're in the Marvel universe, 
but they weren't allowed to say Marvel character names. Like, they weren't allowed to say Thor, they weren't allowed to say Iron Man, or, you know what I mean? They were, like, mention it, like, oh, yeah, we're in the same world, same universe, but, uh, you know... So, yeah, like, it... it I don't know. Like, I, I know everyone tells me it's getting... It's gotten a lot better, but I just can't find the willpower to watch it I mean, it what, what bothers time. me, and I, I guess we can make this the last thing about it, is uh, they have this whole thing with the Inhumans, and they can't use any of the good ones. Yeah. So, you know, no Black Bolt, no Medusa, because they're all in the Fantastic Four's wheelhouse. Womp womp. Anyway. Hey, there was that thing with golden statues, right? You mean the Oscars? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Speaking of, that was all the news we had to get out of the way. Enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the 40th weekly Bad Coyote Funky Awards show, and we're not going to be too offended if you boycott us. This week, the Oscars! Welcome, one and all, to the Bad Kitty Funky Podcast, issue number 40. <laughs> uh, on today's podcast, we've got with us Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo! We've got Booster Greg. What up? We've got Adam Bomb Amber. Kaboom! TV's Casey. Hey! And I'm Sergio. Welcome to issue number 40, talking about the Oscars 2016. Woo! A lot of things... Uh, Went on with the Oscars, a lot of really good stuff that we wanted to happen. One in particular, we'll get, we'll get on that a bit later. But uh, first, I want to talk Goodness. about yeah. First, I want to talk about the <laughs> the elephant in in the room on on the podcast and uh, out hey, there in I'm the not world. That fat. Oh no, I'm not that fat. <laughs> God damn it! I'm trying to lose weight. Dave, I was saying elephant, not hippopotamus. Oh, oh. I use a different animal. Oh no, what have you done? <laughs> I've done it. Amber left. That's all that matters. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hosting the Oscars in the year of 2016 is comedian Chris Rock. Newsflash: He's black. And uh, <laughs> wait, what? When did that happen? Yeah, about uh, host Chris Rock 50 something years ago. Um, no, 40 something. But uh, yeah. The controversy with the Oscars about, uh, if, if nobody knows what it's about, it's been hiding under a rug. Basically, long story short, um, people are boy- were boycotting the Oscars and being asked to boycott the Oscars because uh, African-American actors weren't given the opportunities to get certain roles and they went to um, American, Caucasian-American actors, white actors. And because of that, um, certain groups and certain people feel that it's unfair and because you're not given a certain shot, you can't do well, you can't succeed, and it's just unfair. And I agree, it is unfair when you can't get a shot, you can't get a shake. But there are movies that aren't good. I mean, I like Kevin Hart as a comedian, but he doesn't make good movies, so... No, uh, not So at I'm all. not gonna... Can you imagine if Kevin Hart got nominated? Oh, my God. For what, Get Hard? <laughs> like, I mean... Yeah, like... for, for Ride Along 2. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, oh Kevin Hart, God. best supporting actor in the latest Tyler Perry Medea. <laughs> oh my God! But it does say something when Straight Outta Compton uh, is is a groundbreaking and really really well done movie, and mm. the only thing that was nominated was the screenplay. 
So you're saying the movie's screenplay is good enough to be awarded, but no one else involved at all was good enough and delivered a, a great performance. Yeah. I mean, like, what do you... It, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I know uh, Jada Pinkett Smith was boycotting and uh, Will Smith tried to, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I saw, I saw the movie like... Concussion. It was good, but I don't think Will was Oscar good. No, here's, here's one thing you hear yeah. all the time yeah. from screenwriters, is, is that, like, you can write the script, but if, if, it, if it's directed badly, if it has shitty actors, then it's going to be a shitty movie. So for a movie to be good, you have every single piece of the puzzle has to be on their game. Yeah, but at the same right. time, yeah. though, it's like Serge has a point. Like, why is this? If the movie was a good movie, why is the screenplay great? But nothing else about the movie was at all. But it, at the same time, yeah, like, like, I, like, at the same time, like, it does happen. Revenant... It does happen a lot in other movies where just one aspect of a movie is nominated, and the rest is like, for instance, Fifty Shades of Grey. Only <laughs> fucking thing nominated with that goddamn movie was the fucking song. And yeah. the rest of the movie, like, I was shocked. I'm like, really? Fifty Shades of Grey is getting something? All of a sudden, it's just just a song. Just a song. So it can happen where a movie can be nominated for just one single thing that was probably stellar in the whole movie. Yeah. However, when it comes to screenplays, it's just... If a screenplay is nominated, something else about the movie is nominated as well. Usually. Exactly. It's not the case all the time, yeah. but it usually is the case. Now, again... I'm not a big fan of Will Smith's acting. I think he's good for like an action hero or something like that. But Will Smith as an actor is not that great. Like every what? time, <laughs> nah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no. last he did it. Star. He went yeah. there. And I agree with Dave too. So some hand boycotting. It's like, okay, come on, dude. If it, if it was somebody like Forrest Whitaker, because oh, Forrest Whitaker yeah. is an amazing black actor, or like Denzel Washington, or Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah, I mean, he got uh, uh, what did he get? He got that amazing honorable award that says like you were one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah. And he Lifetime was so achievement award. yeah, yeah, exactly. Lifetime achievement award. Uh, I think it was called something specific. It is named after um, uh, a great in acting or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, just back to Straight out of Compton real quick. Not to say that, you know, this is the best movie ever made, ever, of all time. It, it's not, but it was a well-made movie. And the other weird thing is it has these other accolades from these other prestigious awards in Hollywood. But the Oscars themselves are like, uh, I mean, you guys in those other prestigious awards can give it to Straight Outta Compton. We're just going to give it to the screenplay. We don't know, like, every, every actors, what are you talking about? Music, what are you talking about? Like, you can give them those awards, you can give them those accolades, we're not going to, because Oscar, re- I, it's just weird, you know? And, uh, yeah, so Chris Rock did an amazing job addressing both issues where yeah. where black actors can't get a fair shake and can't get a good shot in a movie and are typecasted uh, for certain roles um, and then at the same time uh, you know the the academy itself the people who choose the majority of them are white like it's not a diversified academy that are voting on these things so of course they're like straight to Compton oh no 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 no, no, no. but oh the Danish girl hmm <laughs> yeah yeah. No, and, and Chris Rock was uh, was getting some uh, some backlash for choosing to appear on, on on the Oscars, and he he went out and said he's like I can I can boycott the Oscars with everyone else, or I can be on the show and try to add my piece to 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 the night, and that's exactly what he did. He did what a professional would do. It's like it's, I mean, despite what you 
feel about the Academy Awards, about Oscars, the whole process, it's still the Academy Awards. Yeah. You know, it's still a prestigious event for Hollywood, you know, despite what you say. So it'd be... Hit. It's like a holiday for everyone, yeah. really. Everyone sits down and watches the Oscars. Or, or, or like in Chris, Rock, in Chris Rock's words, the White People's Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah, and he was saying, he was saying you damn, you're damn right the, the Hollywood is, is racist. Like, and, and, yeah. and at the same time, I, I did like how he, he like, because, you know, every black person wanted him to get on there and say, all right, kill Whitey, blah, but he didn't do that. Nope. He did play both sides because he also, you know, went after black people too, saying, hey, listen, like, there's more important stuff for us to worry about. And he tried to to kind of come at, at it from different angles. There was that one really awkward thing that people didn't get with uh, Stacey Dash. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. But it was just weird. That like, was so awkward. It's, it's, they, it was a little like deep of a joke. You yeah, know? <laughs> they, they, they shouldn't have. Done, that was a bit too. I was surprised that she came out. That that was a bit. Well, because you know, because you know, everyone knows her deal. Right? So basically, she's like she's she's a, a black woman who speaks out against against like black causes on on, on very very like right wing media outlets, and she so. She she doesn't usually speak with with like you know civil rights best interests in mind. At She's least on not... Fox News. Yeah, you, you yeah. know what you're getting with this. Yeah, so so he goes up there and he has her like he he's what is what is what is what is uh, what did she say like. You know, something about I think she, she said really she said something about she's like so happy about Black History Month or something like no that. she she said she said in a really like sarcastic way like Happy Black History Month. Or, she, she was saying I can't yeah. wait to help like my my people. <laughs> and then and then she kind of just walked off and then and then and then Chris Rock goes up here goes up on stage and is like that was our that was our uh, our, our minority reach out program which was he was but minority as in as in like Republicans in Hollywood like, yeah as in they're, they're the minority in the audience because everyone's so progressive but it's like <laughs> the other thing I think I thought was genius I mean for his like hosting it was he kept on bringing it up over and over and over again to the point where it's like why do you keep okay we get it we get it stop bringing it up then it made sense like wait a minute that's why he's bringing it up again and again and again (laughs) to say why is this a fucking thing like why is this like the issue we're bothered about like he just i lost it when they when they came back from commercial and he's like and we're black and I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, just, <laughs> just like, he's, no, he, he's phoning it in big time. That no, no I don't think that was phoning like, it. That was him. Just that was because he's a comedian, so he was like, you know, what? He he's like, you know, what'd be doing. funny because like, uh, have you ever seen? Um, there's there's a YouTube video where it's it's himself, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, um, Louis C.K. Uh, and, 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 and somebody else um, oh and uh, Ricky Gervais and it's so funny how they talk amongst themselves how sometimes they'll just say something because they think it's just so funny but it makes the point so but when I heard that I was like that's exactly what that is like he's like you know what would be good if I say this but it still makes the point oh my god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, was really, and, and I think I honestly I don't know if this was planned by the Oscars or what because it really seemed like the Oscars was just apologizing at every step in the of, of the way with 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 uh with not having like black actor awards or any awards <laughs> um so like it, it just seemed uh it seemed it seemed like a nice uh way to highlight an issue while being part of the problem i don't know i don't think i don't think it was it was it was apologetic it was more so yeah. like uh they were addressing the issue like like as if people were like okay what's chris rock gonna do and like right off the bat he went into it and every time it cut to him he would say something <laughs> about it the, the only time he didn't say anything was um oh man 
Um, it was something about the the the, the LBGT and uh, and it cut to him and he's just like, I'm not making a joke. I'm not getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most amazing thing because he's just like, oh, the Oscars are so white. Like you don't you don't give us opportunities. Yeah, the Academy's racist. But it can be LB, LBGT. He's like, yeah, I'm not making a joke. I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> Like, like that was the only like, like kind of like apologetic thing that, that I see. I don't, I don't think it was apologetic. It was he, 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 he brought it out. You know, he opened up the closet, but he really didn't. Like, he took a peek well, at the Ark of the Covenant, but he didn't I, I open it up know. fully because he didn't want to bite. Not that enough to get his face melted. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, because he wanted to show everybody, like, hey, I am aware that this is going on. We all know this is going on. We also have better things to deal with, but at the same time, we have to address this. You know, and he was just like, this has also happened many times over as well, but this needs to stop being a thing. There needs to be more opportunities created. Yeah. I mean, look at the people voting for these movies. It's a majority of white people who are so, voting for these movies. So <laughs> speaking of people voting for these movies, let me just bring up one quick thing. Um, actually, it won't even be a quick thing. It was just something we'll probably end up with. But um, So Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh biggest, my greatest. god! Yes. Okay, first though, let's 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 go across the board because everything has to do with art, who we are, and what we do. But like, Mad Max practically stealing yes! the show. Witness every single, yes. almost Witness. every single award. Yeah, we can listen to each other. Witness, witness me. Oh, today's <laughs> a lovely day. Like, I, I know it's crazy because we're we're talking about the criteria for the Oscars where it has to be like a period piece, something very serious, or like you know some kind of like you know this man has a disease. He's also turning into a different gender and then it's like you know there's other stuff but it's like Mad Max bunch of Australians fucking shit up in a post <laughs> wasteland speaking in their own fucking language like doing their own thing things exploding everywhere it's just like Shiny and the best Shiny thing and about the Oscars was the costume designer walking up there with that friggin bejeweled ass jacket oh yes with like the Did you award see that? Oh, she yeah. was so happy I'm, yeah. I'm so glad that she won because she was like yes this is for the Aussies this is for me and you know and, and for, for that category to be up there and for her to receive see the Oscar in front of everybody was amazing. You know, yeah, like... That is... There, yeah. there's, Jenny Beaven. There's, like, no way in hell, like, she was going to lose that. Like, I saw... Well, I, I mean, there were, like, other stuff she was up against. I'm like, uh... Yeah. She could lose it, but I'm like, no. Like, that... Mad Max. Yeah, like, those costumes yeah, were great. fucking phenomenal. And, like, every single... Every single little tiny detail, everything little thing about the character, like the freaking even down, even though it's not part of the costume, technically it is. Like even down to like some of the tumors they had growing on their necks, like yes. everything yeah. was there. Or how about the the, the um blind the, the the guitar guy, pretty much like he yeah, just, like <laughs> the doof warrior, you know, just like he's so unnecessary, but he was in there to paint this world is pure metal and and strife and dust and just badassery that's just coming at you. And like there's like so, especially with the costumes, there's or everything in general. There's so many things in this movie that were unnecessary, but they were necessary when they were in there. Like, Emote yeah. and Joe, the way he looked. Oh, my God. There was no necessity for that face mask he had, but goddamn, was it necessary. Right? You know? It was, I agree, it was unneeded, but it needed to paint the picture of what kind of world this is. There was no reason for for, Frio, for Riosa to be have one arm. They only have, like, one little arm, but... She had she had one arm, and then it became necessary. Everything that seemed that was unnecessary was necessary, and it just brought more to the movie, which is why I think it just kept on winning like every single, almost every single thing it was nominated for, just because. 
I mean, it, it was much to my chagrin for some categories. It was beating out Star Wars for for a lot of things. I mean, like, the only thing I'm pissed about is, like, it, uh, what was it, like, uh, like sound... Special effects. Uh, no, no. It lost. Well, like, so special effects, one, and two, well, the special effects for Mad Max is actually pretty goddamn incredible. I mean, yeah. if, if you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, there are things you, I, I didn't even, like like perceive as being special effects that were special effects i mean yeah there's a lot of like a lot of like uh, practical effects a lot of actual stunt work that was done but uh just like the layers of stuff they added just to put you in the action and to make it even more explosive was absolutely incredible but uh i think it was like sound engineering because because to me and i remember dave we were talking about this off channel like um uh that to me uh, the sound of, of creating a lightsaber or all these other different things that are not real to me is more impressive than so, than like an engine. And then you were telling me... Yeah, like one of my buddies, he went to school for like sound engineering and sound editing. And he was saying his it was harder to make something sound like what it is than something that sounds like fantasy, you know? Because you can make up whatever sounds you want to make something sound like the way it is. But when you need to sound like how it sounds... That's where it gets a bit more difficult, you know, because those sound bites may not exist, or you have to actually like, work with the actual thing itself. So, like, one of his finals was recreating, like, Omaha Beach in Saving Private Ryan. That entire scene, he had to recreate that everything. So, that means he had to go, like, find guns of the right caliber and shoot those off to get those recorded and keep on doing it to record them. And, like, all the pings, whistles, hisses, everything that was in that scene. He had to recreate on his own. And then, like, another final was, like, the um, Kill Bill when she fights a crazy 88. That was another one they had to do. Where, basically, they had to re-engineer. They they would give him, like, stuff that had, like, a lot of sounds. Those were their finals sometimes. Like, here's your scene. You have to re-engineer it. And basically make it sound piece for piece, shot for shot, like it's supposed to sound. That's a crazy final. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, both are kind of hard. But he said it's a lot easier to do fantasy stuff. Because I remember I got upset for um, the what was it the Curious Case of Benjamin Button like years ago for another Academy Awards, yeah. and that beat out um, Star Wars I think also no I think it didn't beat out um, Return of the Jedi I mean Return of the Sith it beat um, I think it beat Avatar I forgot what it was up against, but it had like fantasy sounds again also, so I got upset and that's when he told me no it's actually harder to do that to make a gun sound like a gun. And sound like the actual caliber gun, not like those cheesy like bangs you heard from like the seventies and eighties movies. To make mm. a gun sound like a real gun firing off from that period, from that from that, is much harder than making something sound like something fantasy sound. Making a helicopter sound like a helicopter as it's flying in. Making a jet sound like it's flying in bombing something. Making anything normal sound normal is harder. Like even put it in perspective as designers. It's harder to, in Photoshop mm-hmm. to make something look realistic yeah. than it is to make something look fa- fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, that's true. Much harder. And speaking of something fantastic, our boy Leo won his first Oscar. Yes. And, and, he, and he used his speech for like such a good cause, too. Like, first of all, he had an amazing speech. But then he just ended it calling out all of the Republicans on climate change. It was, it was so good. <laughs> Just that his entire time up there. It kind of, like, it kind of makes me feel like the Academy was like, see, this is why we didn't give it to him in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Six yeah. other times, Leo. Six other times. That's the thing. And his acting was it was amazing because honestly, like, I, I saw The Revenant and I think I, if it weren't for, for the acting and the cinematography, I don't think the movie would have worked as well. The script was not the main focus. It was it was, it was was showing off what these actors and, and film... And, and film um, 
filmmakers could can do you know like it was it was it was a showcase of their ability yeah oh sure yeah yeah one thing that i was like i'll admit is like um leo like especially for his like for his speech is um thank you speech pretty much he could have said good guy leo he could have said anything up there like i think this guy that guy he could have made about strictly about himself and he had every single right to make it about himself but back to Amber's point, he didn't. He made it to a whole larger scale. It's like, it's a, he's the best person. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> almost like he like basically like the whole racism thing. He goes, I get it, guys. You know, not many people are nominated, but you know what? There's a bigger picture here yeah. that we should be thinking about. Yeah, you know, there's a number of problems. Yeah, other than like who got picked to be the favorite. You know, like I think he brought he just brought it back to a point where it's like I mean they're they're all yeah. valid, but I mean it's just it's just important to think about everything too. Sure. You can't you can't just focus on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And love, like, speaking of focusing Uh-oh. on one thing. Uh oh. That's right. Uh-oh. What's this? Uh-huh. Don't you don't you do it? Uh-huh. What is it? No. 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 So so no! Stop opening oh, the box. It popped open. Wait, is, is that, does that mean that there's one and like a half or a quarter secret question? <laughs> I mean, I, we might what even just have a quarter because last week we had like three. Um, it's time for my secret question. Yeah. So usually this is the part where I summarize what we had talked about, but we talked about uh, based on what I remember. There is a Mad Max porn with pepperoni pizza and um it's hardcore is that is that it's right not, it's not that that's not the... <laughs> it should be uh, no I, I my like secret question porn, is so. because we're, we're kind of running out of time it's it's a it's, a, it's it's a simple one in all honesty um what is your movie of the year what it doesn't have to be the one any that were nominated necessarily for best motion picture but what is your best motion picture for the year of 2015 and we're going to start with Amber, because she said God no, is if she's unsure. Wait, no. Yeah, that's right. Completely unprepared. Easy prey. <laughs> what, what did I see this year? Okay, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Deadpool, just because it completely reinvigorated an entire new layer of the superhero cinematic market. It's it's just it's something we haven't seen done in, in years, especially not with the big two. Mm-hmm. And it's going to completely change the landscape going forward. So, Deadpool. Cool. Uh, Casey. Uh, without question, Mad Max yeah. is probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. It's, it's a movie that just kept me so invested in the visuals and sure. just the, the world building. Even though it's a world that I have seen technically three times before, um, it just felt so different and, and so much like its own thing. It didn't feel like a sequel. Yeah. Um, which was great. It just, it, it, <laughs> I should have said Mad Max. Nope, yeah, you already you said, you already because, said your answer. Too bad. Because because also there's no way Deadpool could have been nominated for this award show. Yeah, that's true too. Boom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, listen. There's a reason it was nominated. What ten times this year? Yeah. And won six. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic film. It's it's actiony. It's dramatic. It's funny. It's got everything you could want in a film, except for I guess extremely deep character development, but. You know, the characters for what they are, and there are numerous of them, get an actual surprising amount of development in a movie that's got more explosions than most people have, I don't know, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I agree. In a, in a two-hour period. Especially the war boy. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one man's arc, you know? 
it's it's good it's good stuff oh absolutely uh dave what about you honestly like i can't i can't really choose like i know it's such a cop-out but like so <laughs> many i i mean first i want to say star wars and i thought about I'm like no i've seen we've seen so many great films like this year like just even for us alone like Ex Machina, Mad Max, mm. Jurassic World, you know, it's like, and those are just like a couple, you know, I just, you know, on top of my head after looking at a list. But anyway, besides that, it's like, um, <laughs> it's just like a, it's. After looking at the list of our podcasts. Pretty much, yeah. But, um, <laughs> or like The Revenant, oh my, or The Revenant, or like The Hateful Eight, like it's just like so many oh, beautiful movies, really you know, mm. like, and they were just all shot gorgeous and they were all like had beautiful cinematography beautiful music and like just really well done really well edited and just acting everything it's like it's hard to choose like i mean i'm a fan of filmmaking i may not be a filmmaker but i respect what these guys do i respect every single part of it everything that's behind the scenes and everything that goes into it and like the commitment these guys put and it's just i mean if I had to, like, absolutely choose, you put a gun in my head and I had to choose, like... Hot Tub Time Machine 2. That wasn't this year, thank you. Fantastic God. Four. Ah, <laughs> oh, I did it. I you did it. Whore. Oh, no. You're you, a mean, you mean fan-fortastic. You actually managed to pick a worse movie than me. <laughs> well, that's Greg's choice, Starring guys. Creed. <laughs> Buckaroo Banzai. Fan-fortastic. Fan-foreskin. Fan-foreskin. Yeah, the Fantastic Foreskin. No. You brought this upon yourself. Fantastic foreskin. You brought this upon yourself. No one said anything about foreskin. No one brought this up. Foreskin. That was forced. The password is foreskin. The password. The password Um, is. No. But if I what has this become? If I had to choose one movie, um, fuck, I would have to go with honestly. Just say Star Wars. Jurassic World, honestly. Really. What? I like Star Wars, but I had to see it a couple times to really fall in love with it. Jurassic World, like, I was a little... Because I was so critical watching Star Wars, I almost didn't enjoy it the first time we all saw it because I was so critical yeah. about it. So I had to watch it a couple times to fall in love with the movie and say, no, this is great. This is what I've been wanting. Jurassic World made me feel like a little kid watching it. I felt like I was, like, nine years old again. I felt like running away from the raptors, like hiding under the seat when the T-Rex showed up. Like, that movie made me feel like a little kid again. So I'd have to when say... you see the original gate and then you realize you're in the original building yes. at the end of the movie. And like oh my God. the music and of course the T-Rex showing up at the end and the roar I let out when it roared. <laughs> like, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, like Jurassic World would definitely... And plus a lot of stuff that Jurassic World touched upon I really liked. Like, um... For instance, like, Chris Pratt's character saying, basically, like, he's a dinosaur. We shouldn't have to, like, build this up. Like, that should be enough to entertain a child. And it wasn't. And it's almost like an allegory for what goes on today where it's, like, it shouldn't be... We shouldn't have to build up, like, this to be more entertaining, but we have to because that's how people are. And just the music and everything, yeah, definitely just Jurassic World. All right, Serge, what about you? Star Wars. I feel like Serge was looking at Dave and was like, change your fucking answer. Right <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I had no backup. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, uh, oh, there's so many good movies in 2015. Like, I really enjoyed Ex Machina. Yeah. And, and it's also between Ex Machina, uh, Star Wars, Jurassic World, as they were saying. Uh, Halo 5 was good, but uh, I had uh, Ex Machina was just like a fun 
interesting movie of intrigue because like few movies actually catch your intrigue it's yeah. like right, like, yeah. like batman versus superman we're interested but it's not intriguing because right. you know like, what you're gonna get yeah like the jurassic world was very whimsical and you know you're gonna get fun and you're gonna you're gonna get adventure but intrigue i don't know ex machina was very intriguing you know, it just talked about this world, uh, you know, that, you know, we've kind of seen before through through Ghost in a Shell and everything. But just the way they executed it was amazing. It was almost kind of like uh, Her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Except more diabolical. Except, except a bit more diabolical. If you guys haven't seen Her, it's about uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, is like this, um, this operator uh, who fixes operating systems. And um, in the future, they come up with an operating system who can basically, I think, did it, was Her? No, Her was 2014. Uh, anyway, right. yeah, right. yeah. Or maybe so, even later than that, I think. Really, oh, wow. maybe. Yeah, I don't time know. flies. Getting old. Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah. Anyway, so so Ex Machina. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, it's a movie uh, where this scientist, this like Google esque uh, g- genius, went off into this secluded area that looked like Jurassic Park and uh, created an artificial intelligence. And he got someone from his company, this Google S company, to come and test it out to do uh, to do a test to see if it would respond like a human. And uh, you learn a couple other things along the way, and you see the process that goes on. Maybe this guy's a bit unstable. Maybe he has it all together. You know that the guy who comes to the Jurassic World kind of place to the Google's uh, guys hangout <laughs> to the Google Hangout. <laughs> is uh you know he's he he questions so many things and it's it's so intriguing and it's a thriller and then it and it turns crazy, so you guys should definitely check it out. But oh man, so toss between that and Star Wars because Star Wars they did give me that whimsical feeling. It had a feeling of triumph, a feeling of uh, of victory. Like especially especially when um like the breakout, uh, one of the breakout points in the movie, uh, I really liked um was when uh. Han and Chewie and uh, John Boyega were being captured by the stormtroopers, and then they look off at the distance. The stormtroopers are tra- scrambling, and then Han Solo goes, "It's the resistance." And then you hear the Jonium's da 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 and you see the X wings fly over the water, and then my entire theater cheered, absolutely cheered, and I felt goosebumps <laughs> when that moment happened. As and as you know, other parts of the movie. So it starts between X Machina and Star Wars. So. Hmm. Mm, I choose so I choose Ang Lee's the Hulk. <laughs> you, oh God, you whore! You whore. I love the Hulk. Uh, my whore. choice is actually a, a more of a classic. Um, it's called Bucker Banza. No, Damn it! That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. The movie didn't come out in 2015. It does not so exist. I don't know what you're it. talking about. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. Uh, mine is actually Star Wars as well. Um, I, I, I was I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, and as everyone was talking, and it boils down to what movie I paid the most to go see, and that Human was Star Wars. Three. It was what? <laughs> what? Nothing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if that's uh, the case, I'm gonna have to say Debbie does Alice because you know that's when I've paid the most to see in my own Dave body. Uh, Dave, where's that eject button? Um, where you can't eject me because you eject me on eject Sergio, and we'll both die. No, don't do it. Don't, do don't, it. Do it. <laughs> don't kill Sergio. Take and me instead. Don't do it. Goes. No, 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 no. Ah! They're blasting off again. Does that mean I get to sit in Dave's seat? It's big and comfy, and he keeps it real warm during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but keep in mind that I can eject that at any point. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, and what is this? Reloading, and... Wait, no. 
Amber, if you want to just scooch right over into Dave's seat. Reloading? Reloading is too much power. Reloading? It's really really warm. You you can go sit there if you want. I think I'm going to sit in it. Are you you sitting in it? I'm sitting in it. Don't do it, Amber. Get out. No, Amber. No. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Greg Show featuring Booster Greg and Greg alone. They, don't, don't say that. You hear us? I'm talking to you it's right now. It's my time bitch. to shine. I'm talking to you now, bitch. I really like Star Wars. Oh. I like Star Wars so much. Uh, Star Wars, it, I mean, it had pretty much everything. It had nostalgia. It had the feels. It had comedy. It had great action. It had great practical, as they're just saying, practical and uh, computer effects. It was just a fantastic follow up to a beloved series, essentially, that's never gone away. I have to tell you, everything you just said. Perfectly describes Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip. The road chip. <laughs> the hit show, the hit TV, uh, hit TV, goddamn, the hit movie. Uh, I feel also, like we should have like a shock Casey button. You know, hey, forget the shock Casey button. Like, Let's throw some honorable mentions in there. Ant Man was. I was year. just gonna say Ant Man. Oh, that's so good. That's I don't know. the second I, most uh, movie I seen in theaters that last year. I don't know, man. When you guys asked me what, what, the first, the, what, the first movie I thought of was actually Ant Man, but I, I thought about it in Deadpool, it just made more sense. Yeah. But um, uh, but Ant Man was. I was. I mean, I've heard. It's funny. I loved Ant Man, but I heard so many people that were like, "Oh, it was just average." I don't, I don't get know, it. Like, why, why are people not so excited? It about just it? spoke to Muggles clearly. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I thought I don't, it was, I don't know. It was it's a just, great show. I, I just, like, I don't know. It felt like it could have had more. Like, I went to go see it because, obviously, it's a Marvel movie setting up for, for, like, Civil War and all that stuff, and it's great. And I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. I think he's a fantastic actor, especially when it comes to comedies and whatnot. But I just, there is something, there's something about, like, first Marvel movies where there's always something missing. And it's like, you see it in a lot of the Marvel movies. Like, for instance, like, yeah. Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. yeah, there was something that movie could have been so great, especially like having to do with like the first Avenger and what we're going through in the United States like now, or at least then, you know, like to bring like the old stars and stripes back. Like it could have been so much greater, but something was missing and I believe it wasn't done too well. And the same right. could be said with like um Iron Man. Iron Man was good. No, Iron Man, Iron Man one was great. great. Iron Man but is there amazing. Was something... yeah, and I listen, want to defend Dave. Cap. The first Cap is one of my favorite movies. I don't know. Like, yeah. there's listen, listen. But you also like Fireflies. So that goes out the window. Hey, so... I like Fireflies. <laughs> I think like, right. the majority. I like Fireflies. Firefly. No, I think you're you're in the minority on that one, Serge. <laughs> no. no, but no, no. Like, yeah. I Sergio agree with you. Chris Rock better about Dollhouse being canceled. No. Say, say what you Dish want about about Dish Dollhouse, Dish but Alan Tudyk played an awesome bad guy in that. She's the ma- dude. Alan Tudyk that, is the man in everything. Dude, yeah. th- th- that show was actually pretty good. I like, like Dollhouse. Yeah, right. it was actually pretty good. And no, I didn't start watching it because Elijah Dushku. I started watching I it because of uh, yeah I Joss Whedon's new thing. I was like, oh sweet, he has a new series. I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, Elijah Dushku's in it. Even better. It was actually you know? engaging too. Yeah. Like, what the hell? It was, it was well written, and you want to see like how she became this thing. Yeah, seriously. You know? God, but then all the muggles up. Nope, it's too good. Get it off. Put Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in. We need to put... Okay, so you have the two scientists who are really nerdy. You got the guys. There's the Asian lady who's always mad. It's racist. And then you have... Uh, <laughs> so yeah, back to Captain America. So like, Captain America was great. It had a lot of good points, but it was something I felt was still lacking. Like I loved the way it ended. You felt sad for the captain. Um, really sad for the captain because, you know, he wakes up and it's like 
Not the New York he remembers. It's not the world he remembers. Everything's different. And to top it all off, he missed his date with Peggy, which is oh. even worse. You felt bad for him. Because he says it at the end. He's like, I'm, Dude, I'm late for a date, you know? That feels... It's like, yeah. it's like, no matter how weird the movie was with certain things, like when Hugo Weaving's like horrible, Brit- um, horrible like German... No, I love Hugo Weaving as Red Skull. Oh. That was perfect. No, he was great as Red, Red Skull. Skull. He was great as Red Skull. I just hate his fucking accent. And what I wanted was like, either A, I wish the Germans were speaking German, you know, they or... Did. They did. Not really. Like, they were speaking no, they, English. They, do you want Red Skull to sound like Hitler from Springtime for Hitler? Like, what are you, what are you looking for? <laughs> no, what I'm movie? saying is, what I'm saying is, there's like two things I wish they would have done. Like, I wish, like, the Germans would spoke German through the entire movie. Okay. Or they would have pulled what they did with The Hunt for Red October, where yes. they're speaking Russian at the beginning, and all of a sudden they just transfer to English, so you get, oh, this is them. They're speaking Russian, but they're talking English, so we fucking understand. You Didn't know? they do that in the beginning with Red Skull? I could have sworn I was reading subtitles when he first English shows the up. Entire thing. No, I think he even said, like in the middle of it, they were speaking. I think they were speaking yeah, German. Yeah, yeah. But then he says, "Why don't we try English out of fucking nowhere?" It's like yeah, that was such a cop out. <laughs> I was like, "Really?" Like, <laughs> and then like looks at audience, breaks it forth wild because Americans don't want to read. Like, just, just no, say I, that. I'm pretty sure he said he didn't want to like disgrace his mouth with the filthy language that that guy spoke. So he'd I, rather speak English, I think, is what happened. Ah, uh, still, it just seems like such a fucking cop out. Like, yeah. here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Captain America, the first one, felt like a movie that they just made to, to, to that they need, that they needed to have before the event. Yep. But I still really enjoyed the film. I still think it was a compelling movie. Sure, and it, it had some like pros. Like it had um, the Human Torch cameo, which was really cool. Uh, very briefly. <laughs> It, the whole suit. USO scene yeah. is amazing. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the thing that bothered me is it's is was that there was a lot of oh, it was it was it was boring to me, I think. And one of the most exciting parts of the movie where he was going around like taking down the Hydra bases was a montage. Yeah. yeah. Like, a montage. Like so so what? It's like, oh montage, now back to the drama and he's all like Ugh. But I, I love that one bit where it cuts to the red skull in his car, like, oh blasted heroes. Yeah, but I'm like, why is this a montage? <laughs> this is Captain America like kicking butt and to taking down Nazis? Like, don't make that a montage. Montage. I want to see him like punch a well, Nazi in the face, needed, throw his just... shield, kick him, and then it's like it's like oh let's get all uh, so, so no one wants to see this action, get this out of the way, so we can get back to the drama. <laughs> in all honesty, they they should have made the first Captain America movie the Avengers movie, and then just kind of like have maybe some origin movies and stuff like that as you. Oh, oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yes the Avengers no. was essentially Captain America the movie. He was our introduction into the Avengers. He was that like every man well, yeah, for us. Yeah, but the Avengers works because I mean I think I think superheroes work the best when you're not bogged down by an origin story. Right, and that's and why I'm saying that, skip it for yeah. like you know they they could have my big uh, gripe and I know we're way off topic on this but my big gripe with Captain America was that like search said they rushed the montage scene and there's so many cool like battles and stuff that happened with Captain America and Bucky. That you miss out on it. They're too busy rushing through it. Oh, we got to throw Bucky out of the train. Oh, we got to do this. We got to set up all this stuff in an hour and a half instead of making it multiple movies. So you could have had that whole like, you know, Cap wakes up and everyone knows who Cap is. And you kind of find out maybe through uh, flashbacks that play in parallel to the movie. Or maybe the same thing happens. I would be extremely remiss if they didn't make a Captain America period piece movie. 
yeah, yeah, I think I think Captain. I think what they should have done is, is maybe just like like skip the origin story, have the Avengers happen, have them in it, and kind of like have a, that ending scene bit from the first movie mm-hmm. from Captain America mm-hmm. uh, at the start of the film, mm-hmm. um, exactly. and then just and then just kind of have like. Avengers Origins, Captain America. Yeah, something like that. And then later on, yeah. Or like even like, because I want to see like, you know, the Invaders. We'll never never see that. Yeah. That would have been Get really some, cool. Some Spitfire, some Union Jack, Namor. Union yeah. Jack. Oh my god, I've heard that name in so fucking long. It would, it would have been great. Union Jack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, I guess, I guess for me, ultimately, Star Wars... Um, Ant-Man and Mad Max are just like, they really round up. When I think about movies from last year, those are what shine for me, personally. Um, But pretty much, that's that's what all we got. We went went over. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's it. Search, take us out. That's our show. Well, everyone, that's all we have today. This Thursday. The Bad Kitty Funky Podcast, issue number 40. Make sure to tune in every Thursday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Follow us on Twitter to see when we go live, just in case. Uh, also, follow us and uh, listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud on your Apple TV, which is awesome. <laughs> really cool. Each and every Thursday, we this podcast. We talk about different subjects. You can go back and see uh, which subject uh, you like. We talked about Deadpool. We talked about Mad Max. It's a different flavor for Fuck everybody. That doesn't exist. It's <laughs> not exist. Everyone goes to Buckaroo Bonsai right now. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to check out uh, BadCuddyFunky.com for everything you actually care about without the saturated fat of all the news fluff that you don't care for whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> for this podcast, this has been Booster Greg. What up? Dave the Bearded Menace. Look how old you've become. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Adam Bomb Amber. Fight the power. <laughs> TV's Casey. Riding eternal, shiny, and gold. Nice. And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check us on iTunes, SoundCloud, for internet users. Tweet at us on Twitter. Uh, maybe there's a subject you want us to talk about. Ooh. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm. Tweet us out. Yeah. Let us know. If you want to buy your very own version of like a Dave Mute button underwear, please let us know on the Twitter page as well. And we'll see you later, or we'll see you another time. Or see you never. And guys, remember to check out our good friend Mike Dolce over at Secrets of the Sire, hosted from TalkingAlternative.com. Sergio and I will be on there as a call-in guests, talking about some more things you care about if you can't wait until the preview on Monday. Also keep in mind that Mike Dolce will be teaming up with us in a couple weeks to talk about a surprise It's not really a surprise. If you know what's coming up in a couple weeks, then you know what we're going to be talking about. But tune in then. Go over to Mike Dolce's Secret of the Sire. You can follow him on on your podcast apps as well. Or you can go to TalkingAlternative.com and you can check him out.